Get 30% shorter average wait time when you buy and book online at DiscountTire.com. Discount Tire. Let's get you taken care of. Imagine your new bathroom. A sparkling new tub. A modern shower conversion. A seamless new wall. All done in as little as a day. Introducing Bathfitter. Join over 2 million customers. Delighted with our one-of-a-kind remodeling process. No demolition, no mess. Guaranteed for life. Installed in as little as a day. Book a free in-home consultation at bathfitterpodcasts.com and get our best offer of the year right now. Bathfitter. 35 years of better bath remodels. It's that time again, Matt Connerton Unleashed, and we are live from the studios of WMNH 95.3 FM in glorious downtown Manchester, New Hampshire, also on Comcast 97 if you're in Manchester. And hello to all of our online listeners across the nation and around the globe. And you can go to my website, mattconnerton.com, for all of your live streaming options, social media links, contact info, show archives, etc., etc., uh, today is Wednesday, January 12th, 12th, that's hard to say, you know, that FTH combination, the LFTH, um, 2022, <laughs> welcome everybody, uh, so nice to have you with me, and of course, uh, we are proudly sponsored by the Hopknot, I want to say that right off the uh right off the top because they are open. It is Wednesday, so it's kind of their first day of the week. They're open Wednesday through Sunday, but they've got delicious gourmet pretzels. They have craft beer. They have wine. Uh, they have board games. They've got trivia night every Thursday night hosted by the great Bill Cini. Uh, they have live music on Friday nights, and they've got uh, another gender blender event coming up too, I believe, this weekend. Uh, but this is what they posted earlier. Uh, come have one of our Italian sausages wrapped in a Fresh pretzel and served with chips, mustard, and a pickle. P.S. Uh, tomorrow is trivia, uh, trivia night with Bill Cini. We highly recommend you call ahead for a seat. Absolutely, it's a good idea. Yeah, it's a very, very uh, popular feature there at the Hop Not Trivia Night. Bill Cini, who of course also does uh, trivia on the morning show here at WMNH. Uh, so uh, we love the Hop Not. Great food, great service, as I always like to say, and a wonderful family that owns and operates it. And uh, and they do a lot in the local community, uh, working with other businesses and charities and so forth. So we love the Hop Not. So please continue to support our amazing sponsor. Uh, if you would like to enter the discussion today, 603-250-6007 is the number, 603-250-6007. You can also text me at 617-917-4476, tweet me at Matt Connerton, or send an email to matt at mattconnerton.com. And of course, you can always interact and opine in the Facebook live chat. But the best thing to do, of course, is to give us a call at 603 603- 
250-6007. I got a a few things I want to really uh, try to get to today, but uh, I'll tell you. Um, Actually, you know what we should do first? Because our friend uh, Crystal uh, sent me this. uh, Actually, she actually uh, sent it yesterday, but I didn't get a chance to get to it. So, but this is very important. Uh, This is from InfoNH. Uh, The American Red Cross, this is for our uh, listeners locally here in Manchester. The American Red Cross is experiencing the worst blood shortage in over a decade and is asking the public for help. In response to this blood shortage crisis, Quirk will be hosting our first blood drive on February 15, 2022 at our Kia facility. Located at located at 1300 South Porter Street in Manchester from noon to 5 p.m. Uh, we will be inviting members from the news media and would love to have your support as we try to bring awareness to the situation and get our Manchester friends and neighbors motivated to give blood. Red Cross partner Amazon is giving $10 gift cards to donors and we will be having musical guests. Uh, Janice... Uh, Oh, the Janice Edwards mezzo-soprano hmm. and uh, and other attractions that we think may help boost participation. I should get in touch with these folks, too, and see if they want to come on the show and talk about this. Um, we are inviting the public to schedule an appointment uh, to donate, and um, I'll make sure this uh, uh, to share this out on the Unleashed page as well. But um, So that's going to be happening uh, February 15 right here in Manchester at uh, Quirk Kia at 1300 South Porter Street, right here in Manchester from noon to five. So very important. And by the way, you know, for our listeners online and other parts of the country, uh, I'm sure the Red Cross, you know, obviously this cannot be something that is an issue only locally here in Manchester. I'm sure it's all over the country. So the uh, so please, you know, if you're able to, they do um, they do a great job too here every year with the annual, uh, is it the, the Gale Singer Blood Drive, I think is the official name of it. And, um, you know, and of course, uh, the morning show gets uh, involved with that. And um, that's a great thing, too. But, yeah, absolutely. Uh, please uh, keep this in mind if you can. Give blood. Um, like I said, it says here it's their worst blood shortage in over a decade. And, you know, I'm sure there's a, a lot of need for it now. Our hospitals uh, are obviously just uh, overrun with the COVID situation. So they need all the help they can get. Uh, people with uh, medical needs need all the help they can get. So, um, so please, uh, if you can donate blood, uh, do so. And uh, thank you uh, to Crystal for sending us that. Very important. And you know, of course, we'll we'll continue to remind you every day uh, up until uh, right up to the event. So, absolutely. Uh, let's see. Uh, we'll say hello to everybody in the Facebook live chat. Miriam Banish joins us and says good afternoon. Hello, Miriam. Uh, Dirk Don uh, from the great state of Iowa. And, of course, uh, from uh, the Arrogant Media YouTube channel, as well as uh, his new channel, Java Fog. Uh, He's in the chat room. He's very anxious to get to the politics. Oh, we're going to get to the politics today. Uh, Thomas Bennett, uh, better known as DJ Loud from the great state of Michigan, says, Sup, all? What's up? What's up? Uh, Easy G is in the chat. Easy G, Eric Gagnon. Uh, Hello, Eric. Uh, Charles Richardson from the great state of Florida. And, of course, the Charles Richardson Show joins us. Hello, Charles. Uh, Eric, uh, notices a weird, no opening song. Yeah. I decided to, um, part of why, part of why I open the show with an opening song is, uh, it serves a couple of purposes. It kind of gets me 
kind of helps me get the blood pump and whatnot, get into it, get into the moment. Uh, but also, too, while the opening song is playing, and I um, I had a couple I well, I, I'm going to play it. I, I, I had an idea of what I was going to open with, but I'm going to save it for the break. But anyway, usually while the opening song is playing, I'm doing my last-minute shares of the show on social media and whatnot. But um, every once in a while, and that's in a practical sense, that's a big reason. Um, but in this particular case today, and this happens occasionally, I seem to be operating at maximum efficiency. I was able to get all of my shares done, sharing the show out on social media uh, before the uh, commercial spots ended uh, at the top of the hour. So I didn't really need the extra time that playing an opening song buys me. And I'm already pumped up. You know why I'm pumped up, by the way? I'm excited because today it is uh, about 30 degrees outside. And if you're thinking, Matt, why would that get you pumped up? I'll tell you why. Because yesterday, at one point, it was zero degrees outside. See, the nice thing about a terrible cold snap, the one good thing about it is, after a cold snap, where it gets down to zero degrees or even below zero, 30 degrees feels like spring. And I love spring. I love summer. So, uh, so today feels like spring. It's... Probably going to be very cold when I leave here. The sun will be down. It'll be cold. But when it's 30 degrees after a day of zero degrees, I love it, and it gets me pumped up. It's uh, I, I feel anew. I feel like it's springtime. And, and who knows? Tomorrow, perhaps the weather will be miserable again. But, uh, yes, it was very cold here the last couple of days. So I'm so I was pumped up. I got my, I'm operating at maximum efficiency. I got all my social media shares done. I uh, I said, uh, I'm going to skip the song. Let's get right into the show. And, you know, Dirk. Uh, Dirk is in the chat room, and he's in a big hurry. So uh, so that's why, uh, EZG, no opening song today. I mean, you know, we heard my theme music, of course. But uh, Crystal is in the chat room, by the way, and says, thanks, Matt. You are very welcome. Rocky Huber says, what's up, Unleashed Family? Charles Richardson sh says, Arby's Challenge tonight on the Charles Richardson Show. Yes, it is Wednesday night, which means tonight from 7 to 9 p.m. Uh, Charles will be live online. Uh, he's now three nights a week, every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. So congratulations, Charles. DJ Midas is in the chat and says, hey, guys. Midas, of course, part of the WMNH family. He is the host of Late Night Delight, which you can hear every Saturday night from 12 midnight all the way to 4 a.m. with a replay on Sunday night. And uh, Midas does a phenomenal job. Melanie La Liberty from the great state of Vermont joins us and says, all of Dirk's yelling makes me feel unsafe. Well, I'm sorry if you feel that he has uh, uh, micro-aggressed uh, uh, against you, uh, Melanie. Uh, I mean, usually yelling would probably be considered a macro-aggression, but it is, of course, online, uh, and you're not hearing his actual voice. So that probably puts it in the micro-category. But, Melanie, I promise you, I promise you, you're safe. You're safe here with me online on Matt Connerton Unleashed. And Dirk, you know, he's, he's a big teddy bear. You know, you're, you're, you're safe with Dirk, I promise. Gonzo is in the Facebook live chat. Hello, Gonzo. Oh, Dirk says you are safe. But he's yelling it. You are safe. Hello to Wayne Noel from uh, another gentleman from the great state of Michigan who says afternoon all. Hello, Wayne. Shannon McGuire joins us in the chat and says, hello all, tested positive for COVID today, Omicron variant, not a shocker since a third of my students have tested positive over the last few weeks, fully vaccinated and masked. 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, I think Fauci uh, the other day said, look, it's uh, we're all going to get it. But, um, you know, if you're fully vaccinated and boosted, uh, there's a good chance uh, you'll get it and never even know you have it or had it because you won't have any symptoms. Uh, and if you do have symptoms, they will hopefully be very mild. Uh, everyone uh, says uh, feel better. Yes, feel better, Shannon. Although you didn't uh, specify if you're uh, symptomatic or not. Uh, let's see. Tom Blanchard is in the chat. Tom says, I noticed that short sleeve shirt on. Looks good. Thank you, Tom. You know, uh, what can I say? Uh, you know, It feels like spring outside this uh, amazing 30 degree day. So, uh, you know, sun's out, gun's out. You know what I'm saying? Uh, you know, I got to show off the arms. It's, uh, it's, it's, it's downright balmy outside. Uh, let's see. And Melanie says, thanks, Matt. I feel better. Yes, of course. Of course. You're always safe with Dirk. We, we're looking out for you. And uh, Rocky says, uh, Mel's fears bring up an interesting question, Matt Connerton. What is the show's safeguard? I think it should be cockleberries? I don't know what that means. Cockleberries. Is that a thing? Oh, safe word. Cockleberries? But that's two words. Uh, should it be two words? Or should it only be, am I being too uh, literal? Should it? I feel like a safe word should be one syllable, a one syllable word. Because otherwise, you know, by the time you get multiple syllables out, uh, whatever uh, unsafe thing that uh, is happening uh, has already happened. You know what I mean? Oh, Shannon says she is symptomatic. Yep. Okay. Well, I hope you are. Uh, I hope you do feel better. Uh, better soon, uh, Shannon. Uh, Melanie uh, asks if we could just go with uh, something I can't say here on uh, the afternoon drive FM radio. Uh, Shannon is suggesting uh, dingleberries. Uh, nope, that's two words, and uh, that's gross. Uh, but uh, unless you're saying that that's one of the symptoms you're experiencing, uh, Shannon, with the COVID. Uh, in which case, I must tell you, uh, that makes me all the more not wanting to uh, get it myself. Because, look, look, let's be honest, that's just unpleasant. Uh, hello to Mike Pelopita, who joins us in the chat. Mike from another one of our great sponsors here at WMNH Queen City Cabinetry in the historic Sunbeam Mall. Hello, Mike. Uh, let's see. Um, I think, let's see, I talked about the Hobnot, talked about uh, the Red Cross... Got a couple different things we could go with. I think what I want to do is uh, readdress. Well, let me give the number again. 603-250-6007 if you'd like to join us. 603-250-6007. I think I want to mention because I found something. Um, and I do. I am going to get to a little bit of a preview. I want to get to uh, the uh, Biden uh, gave a speech yesterday regarding voting rights. Uh, Mitch McConnell today spoke and with a, a retort. Uh, I have a lot of uh, thoughts on this. By the way, Dirk says uh, safe words are for people who people who are not safe uh, because you are safe. We do not need them. That's a great point, Dirk. Yes, yes. <laughs> Shannon says, yes, Matt. Inappropriate humor is a side effect of COVID. Oh, my goodness. Is it a side effect of COVID or of the vaccines? Because I must tell you, after I got my uh, my booster shot of Pfizer, I was highly inappropriate. I got arrested and everything. It was terrible. I'm kidding. I've never been arrested. I'm so clean, I'm boring. Uh, okay, so uh, <laughs> I haven't even had a, a traffic ticket in 20 years, so I'm not even exaggerating. Uh, but part of me is embarrassed. 
And part of me says, you know what? I'm a shining example of what happens when you live a good, clean life. Okay, we go on. So I, I do want to, before we get to, to the voting rights and all that, I do want to uh, I do want to readdress a discussion that we have been having about uh, deplatforming and and my uh, travails with uh, the Facebook. I'm still in the dark. I still don't know. I still don't know what I'm in trouble with Facebook about. As you can see, I am streaming live though. Hi, welcome to Matt Connerton Unleashed. Who's this? Hey Matt, it's Ron. Um, hey Ron. I can't hear you too well, but I'll do the best I can. And uh, uh-huh. I was just thinking, and I was joking. They can't arrest you unless they catch you, right? Well, that's a great point, Ron, and they've never caught me. I mean, if you only knew uh, the things I've done, and I'll never tell you because I'm afraid that uh, I don't want to put you in a position where you're being interrogated and they're, you know, they're shining a light in your eyes and saying, we know that you know what Matt did, and uh, you don't even want to know. You don't want to know the half of it. You don't want to know a third of it. It would, it would blow your mind. I'm a criminal mastermind. Let's just leave it at that. Matt, I'm sorry, brother. I'll uh, have to try again on another time. I cannot hear you at all. Okay, Ron. Thanks for the call. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. Sorry, I don't mean to yell into the mic. It's kind of like when, when I I will say, we'll come back to it, but when Biden uh, gave his uh, speech yesterday, uh, by the way, I thought it was a a very good speech. I have both positive and negative thoughts. (laughs) But, uh, But I thought the speech itself was very good. But Biden kind of does that old man yell. You notice that? Like when he gets, and, and it works for him. I actually think it works for him, but he's like, you know, you can tell he's very passionate. When He starts yelling like, like the old man who's deaf and doesn't know he's yelling. We have to make sure to protect our democracy. We have to protect voting rights in this country. And we need Republicans to stand up with, you know, he just kind of yells. He yells a lot, but I think it's cool. I like it. I dig it. But yeah, like it's it's the old man yell. It's it's the uh, I'm deaf and I don't realize I'm yelling kind of yell. You know what I mean? Like, we have to protect voting rights. And by the way, while I'm yelling about stuff, I'm sick of my driveway being the last one to get plowed every time it snows. Just because I'm at the end of the street, I would like to be first once in a while. Anyway, but uh, we'll come back to that. So I still am, uh, I I still don't know why I got into trouble with Facebook, but um, my frustration is shared by others who experience similar things. And I'm actually, I've been doing something to kind of um, prepare for uh, the inevitable day, if it is inevitable, where I just am deplatformed. Because here's the problem. So... You can get deplatformed for uh, for many different things, and uh, I have always said it is uh, the, these companies have every right. You know, sometimes people complain, "Oh, my First Amendment rights are being violated uh, because I'm being uh, deplatformed," and and this and that. And no, that is not true. Uh, you don't have a First Amendment. The First Amendment does not protect your right to be on social media. These are private companies, Facebook and Twitter and YouTube and blah, 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 all the rest. They're private companies and they have every right. And if you believe in the right of free association, which ideologically many of the people who complain about being deplatformed also do claim to believe in the right of free association, but then when it becomes inconvenient for them, all of a sudden they have a problem with it. So you see a lot of that. 
But these companies have every right to decide what will fly and what will not on their platforms and who can participate and who cannot in their platforms and whether to restrict people from doing certain things and all of this. Yes. So I, um, you know, I, I have some sort of a violation from the 8th of this month. I still don't know what it is. And I am currently restricted from only two things. So I can still do with my, my account, my regular account. I can still do everything, uh, you know, that, that most of us do, like posting and sharing and liking and commenting and all that and messaging. I can do all of that. The only two things I'm restricted from is live streaming on Facebook and inviting people to like the pages that I admin. Now, I'm live streaming now, just like I was yesterday, because I, I just created an alt account and then connected that account to the Matt Connerton Unleashed page, and voila. So it was pretty easy to work around. But um, but it's, it's frustrating to me that I cannot uh, figure out what the problem is. And Facebook doesn't have to tell me. Now, again, they're a private company. So I'm not telling you, I'm not going to sit here and say, well, the, you know, my rights are being violated. No, no, no. Facebook has every right in the world to restrict me from doing certain things, to limit my access to certain features and functions. And they are uh, of no obligation, under no obligation to tell me Jack. That's fine. But while I accept that, that that is the case. It is frustrating. And uh, I think it creates a poor user experience and it seems to be getting much, much worse. Now I had, um, and by the way, now when I go to, when I go to Facebook and I look up, I go into the support menu and I look up my list of violations. At one point it showed a violation for January 8th. But it didn't say what the violation was. Any other violations that show up on the list, because it goes back and back and back, any other violations I've had, it shows uh, what the violation was, what the content was, it was a problem, blah, 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 blah. For some reason, January 8th, it wasn't showing anything. It was only showing the date, not the content. And now it doesn't even show the date. It, it's as though the violation itself has now disappeared. And yet... When I try to go on with my regular account and try to stream live, I still can't. So I'm just kind of in the dark. They just leave you in the dark. Um, YouTube, I uh, I got dinged a while ago because um, uh, they dinged me for, they actually told me uh, one of my videos for medical misinformation. And medical misinformation usually in the uh, current... Uh, era, <laughs> in the COVID era, medical misinformation usually means if you're posting something where maybe you're spreading an anti-vax message or you're denying COVID or whatever it is, right, or downplaying COVID, they, they bang you for uh, medical misinformation. Now, the clip was from this show, but there was no medical misinformation, as I think I, we talked about it yesterday, too, so I'm, I'm trying to keep this part brief, but um, there was a day that John Hopwood was here in studio with me. Tony D was on the phone line, and they got into a big argument. And um, John Hopwood was defending people who are vaccine hesitant, and because he seemed to feel that I and Tony were being too hard on people who are vaccine hesitant, 
And he was just kind of sticking up for them and saying, well, you know, you shouldn't uh, say the terrible things that you do about them. Anyway, uh, <laughs> but but he wasn't being anti-vax, but I assume that that's what the bot, the bot who flagged that video is containing mes- uh, medical misinformation. I assume that's what the bot was responding to was John Hopwood's defense of the vaccine hesitant. So I appealed it with YouTube. At least YouTube gives you an opportunity to appeal. Actually, Facebook usually does too, in my experience, but not with whatever this this phantom violation I have from January 8th. So with YouTube, I appealed it, and I explained in the appeal, uh, we are all pro-vaccine here, uh, just uh, one of the individuals in the clip was uh, talking about vaccine hesitancy. And my assumption and my hope was that, yes, it's a bot that flags you initially, but then hopefully when it goes to appeal, an actual real human at that point gets involved uh, because uh, there's going to be things that a bot cannot understand and cannot comprehend and, and will not, uh, you know, be able to without human intelligence will not be able to um, understand the nuance of a discussion or whatever it may be, or, or somebody playing devil's advocate and presenting a counter argument about something like that, whatever it is. Right. Uh, but no, they denied the appeal. So that was it. So I couldn't, uh, I couldn't upload anything to YouTube for a couple of weeks. Again, I have multiple accounts just like with Facebook. So whatever I wanted to upload still went up, but not on the channel that I usually use. Um, but it is frustrating. So, again, I'm not going to sit here and tell you my rights are being denied when these kinds of things happen. But I'll still complain about it because I think these companies should. Um, I mean, this 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 is somewhat backfiring for them, isn't it? If, if they're going to deplatform people who are not violating any kind of terms of service or community standards but just get caught up in this this misunderstanding (laughs) because these bots, again, they don't understand nuance. They don't understand the complexity of the discussions. You know, it's, it's, it's not right. And aren't they going to just drive people away from their platforms? And, you know, uh, I'm going to play a clip in a moment of uh, somebody else who is experiencing this, someone far more successful and well-known online than I, who uh, is also experiencing uh, some of this type of frustration. But uh, let's grab this call. Hi, welcome to Matt Connerton Unleashed. Who's this? Hey, it's Charles. What's up? Hey, Charles. How are you, my friend? Yeah, I'm all right. Actually, um, wanted to talk to you about this deplatforming thing. Yes, so- yes. And I, I hate to bring him up, but he kind of has a point. Crazy Joe, of course, one of his things that he was talking about is having his own stream, his own camera link, his own chat, yes. independent of Facebook or YouTube or anything like that nature. Has that ever been brought maybe into a thought that you may have putting it on IPM Nation or MattConnerton.com? Well, um, I, uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's hard to though, see, the problem is it's very difficult, I think, to build an audience without using social media to pull people in. So, you know, 
lots of lots of options have occurred to me. But you know, here at WMNH, we use Facebook. We all use uh, uh, Facebook, and and it's um, you know it works pretty well. But I mean, it's hard. But you know what? Some people do is too. Some people create um, content like uh, you know Patreon. They'll open a Patreon account where you have to pay for some of their content, like get exclusive content and whatnot. That's Less, yeah. less likely to get flagged by anybody. But I think it's very difficult. And, it, you know, you bring this up. I think Crazy Joe is in for a very rude awakening because, you know, yeah, he's got this website that he supposedly, supposedly his show is going to air on that website. And um, <laughs> the problem is, though, you know, because he thinks then there's nothing anybody can do about it. But there's actually a couple of problems with that. Number one, actually people can complain to uh, whoever the service provider is for the website. That that does happen. But but the other thing is, too, if he's strictly doing his show and his content on his website and is not using social media at all because he's been deplatformed by everybody, whatever it is, then he, well, he really, at that if, point, if, be, if, becomes the, if, the, if can, he becomes if, the if old I man. Real quickly, real yeah, quick, real yeah. quick. Imagine your new bathroom, a sparkling new tub, a modern shower conversion, a seamless new wall, all done in as little as a day. Introducing Bathfitter. Join over 2 million customers delighted with our one-of-a-kind remodeling process. No demolition, no mess. Guaranteed for life. Installed in as little as a day. Book a free in-home consultation at bathfitterpodcasts.com and get our best offer of the year right now. Bathfitter, 35 years of better bath remodels. The Just Because deal. Hey, oh, what's this? Breakfast from Mickey D's. From me? Yep. Why? Because it's morning and you like McDonald's. Let's eat while it's hot. There's a deal for every act of kindness at McDonald's. The steak, egg, and cheese bagel is back at McDonald's. Order ahead on the app and pick up curbside. Price and participation may vary. McD app download and registration required. of and this this is uh you know adam carolla was the first um 
I think the first podcaster to ever reach a million downloads. Obviously, today uh, Joe Rogan is the king of, of podcasting, but Corolla was really the first uh, the first big name to leave. He he left radio and and just decided to. I remember him explaining it once. You know, he had a website built, and his content is on his website. And uh, the the thing was, he he you know kept getting in trouble on radio and sponsors would get upset with him and whatnot. And he said, you know what? It's time to build my own pirate ship. And that's how he put it. He said, build your own pirate ship and no one can sink you. It's yours, you know? And, um, yeah, but the thing is with like crazy Joe, he's just going to be the old man yelling at clouds because he's not gonna, you you know, you think even if he gets his show going on his website, even if he's not gonna, be able to post clips like short clips that bring people to his site. You know what I mean? Ah, it's not going to yeah, work. Maybe for him. not. Maybe not that. But I'm talking about you. Know, you on yeah. the other hand. Yeah, I, yeah. I don't mean to bring this up to a crazy joke, but there's things that he has brought up that <laughs> yeah, eh, you know, make you think. Right. Right. Yeah. I don't know. Um. Because I I used to remember when it used to be like you stream. It was like uh, like a Matt TV or something like that, or, or Ben TV or whatever. There used to be all these other streaming service providers that go on video. You could share all out. I mean, like Twitch is out there. Twitch, yep. I heard, is not as bad. Uh, you got the the TikTok media, but I think that's just short videos. Yeah, there's so many platforms out there. I don't think anybody can go ahead and necessarily be deplatformed unless you're just a psychopath well you just take off everybody else well you raise a good point charles because um something that um and i i i hadn't gotten to to mentioning this yet but uh but you you you're leading me into it so i'll mention it now and i don't know if this is something you've ever thought about because i I know you you get dinged occasionally right on facebook um oh yeah they, they they like to ding me i am i am now going out of my way to join uh some of these websites where the community standards are very lax. So, for example, I've begun uploading videos to Daily Motion, dailymotion.com. And for anyone who's not familiar, it's very similar to YouTube. Um, I've begun, I, I, I recently started uploading videos to rumble.com. And, the, and what's funny is, so some of these platforms that I'm now getting into, that I'm putting videos on, they're, they're really dominated by right-wing people you know a lot of a lot of right-wingers are using these platforms now i'm not right-wing i'm not a conservative but i'm kind of crashing the party like i i log into rumble and i see all these uh all these people all these videos being put up by these conservatives i don't see anybody who's not a conservative on there but there's no rule that says i can't put my content there so i've started doing it I've started doing it because you can monetize your content there. And it's like, hey, you know, if, if it doesn't work out other places and I end up getting deplatformed, and and again, I'm not breaking any rules, but sometimes it doesn't matter. You get you get swept up in in whatever the nonsense is. So um, you know, I'm I'm kind of making sure I've got my bases covered and I have my content other places. And and I kind of yeah. too, I kind of get a kick out of joining a site like Rumble. It, it just makes me every time I upload a video to it, it just makes me chuckle because I know that I'm in a sea of conservatives and I'm I'm just kind of the fly in the ointment. Not that anyone, not that any of them notice my stuff, but you know, hey, there's no rules. There's no rules that says you know who can join and who can't. So I'm I'm kind of having fun crashing the party. You know what I mean? So so 
So you're the Dirk Don of Rumble. <laughs> I, uh, Just I saying. I don't know. It, is it, it doesn't, Matt, does it have to be video, or can it be just strictly audio? Oh, on Rumble? No, 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 no. I'm talking about what oh. your what your priority is. Does it have to be video, no. or can you survive on just audio? Yeah, it doesn't matter. I mean, it's, you know, it's a radio show. I mean, it's nice to have the video for Facebook, but, uh, you know, it's not. Uh... So one of the ones, and I'm not sure you may already be a part of this. Mm-hmm. But have you heard of a, a, a thing called Spreaker? Oh, I'm on Spreaker, yeah. Oh, yeah. You, yeah, so Spreaker, you know, goes ahead and d- distributes your show like on like 12 different media platforms, one of them being iTunes and oh, yeah. uh, or iHeartRadio and stuff like that. Oh, yeah, I do that. Yeah, that that's how I get my show out to all the, the platforms after after it's done. Yeah, I, I upload it and, to – that's actually I, the first thing I do. I bet you you haven't gotten dinged on Spreaker, have you? Never. Not once. So there you go. Yeah. It may not be video, but you'll never be deplatformed. Right. Maybe on Facebook, but not anywhere else. Yeah. Yeah. That's uh, that's true. Yep. Yep. It feeds the uh, the the video. It's very convenient because it you know it feeds not the video. It feeds the audio to like you said iTunes yeah. and iHeart and all the all the uh, major uh, podcast platforms that you have to be on. Yeah. Absolutely. Gotta have them. Gotta have them. So yep. I thought I'd throw my two cents in there. Well, I'm glad you did, Charles. Yes, absolutely. And uh, did you want to plug your show for tonight? I think you did it already. But yeah, tonight, uh, seven to nine p.m. Uh, Dirk has made an announcement to oh. me that he is uh, wants to be part of the show. He is going to do the. Well, actually, he's already ate the RB sandwich that we're going. He says it's for um, a, a particular word that goes with wimpy. Um, so we're going to go ahead and try it anyway. And if we feel differently, he's got a couple of things that he showed me that were like way hotter than anything that I've ever heard of. And I mean, heard of before, like one of them, I'm trying to pull up my, uh, my messenger real quick. Bear with me. But one of them was like a ghost, uh, ghost pepper thing, uh, the Satan, the toe of Satan, and the death nut, peanut like type thing. Not not what anybody that's sicko wants to think about. Mm-hmm. So apparently these two things will like eat a hole in your soul or something like that. How Ooh. bad they are, or at the so, v- or at least in your stomach lining. I'm sure. Well, I- exactly. Yeah, you'll have like an ulcer for life. Actually, um, I think so- that's uh, I think that's where the soul is contained. Now that I'm thinking about it, if I remember my uh, theology correctly from when I went to Catholic school, it's uh, in your stomach well, lining. Luckily my, luckily, my soul's still intact, but uh, good, maybe good. not for long. Mm. But uh, we're gonna we're gonna try the uh, the Diablo extra ghost pepper <laughs> sandwich that Arby's has. Yeah. Uh, apparently, again, Dirk is Dirk says it's weak, so we're gonna give it a try. Me and Karen are gonna be in the studio. Um, we'll we'll try it out and. Uh, We'll see. And Alyssa's in. So Alyssa loves spicy stuff. So if she thinks it's too hot, it's too hot. Um, we, we're just going to go ahead and use her as a gauge. Right. But, uh, we'll do that. And we're also going to talk about, well, I may actually swing by Taco Bell and get their new wings. Kind of interested in that. I saw that. that, that is. They have, I saw that, that they have wings now. Yeah. So that's kind of weird. So all that tonight, 7 to 9. 
on the on the show tonight. Very good, very good. Have a great show, Charles. I'll try to uh, I'll try to Thank stop you. in on the Facebook if I can. Absolutely. The Facebook. Yes. Love it. Thank you. All right, my friend. Take care. All right. Bye bye. Bye bye. All right, that's our friend Charles Richardson from the great state of Florida. And, of course, the Charles Richardson Show, now online every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday night from 7 to 9 p.m. Uh, by the way, Rocky Huber in the chat says, I don't feel safe because Dirk Don is telling me I am. It reminds me of a certain orange guy telling us we were safe and this would all be over by Easter. Ah, yes, I do remember that, yes. Uh, 603-250-6007, if you'd like to chime in, 603-250-6007. You can also text me at 617-917-4476. Tweet me at Matt Connerton or send an email to Matt at mattconnerton.com, but I would love to hear your voice at 603-250-6007. Dirk in the chat says... This is regarding to the clip that I posted on YouTube that got me dinged. Uh, we should have uh, we should have listened to Tony D and stopped bullying Crazy Joe. I know that pull. How do you bully a real New Yorker? <laughs> Crystal in the in the chat says, "How does Facebook expect you to correct and change your behavior if they don't tell you what you did wrong to begin with?" Obviously, you don't know what you did wrong. You shouldn't have to guess. Absolutely. I mean, that's, uh, to me, Crystal, that's uh, the most frustrating thing. I don't know. I don't know. So how do I know not to do it again? Exactly. Eric Street uh, is in the chat. Hello, Eric. He says, the Tony D. Hopwood fight included Martin Luther King, which is Monday. Is there a show Monday? Yes, absolutely. Uh, we are, uh, that is one of the holidays that we are here for. Uh, I I assume we all are. I I, I usually am on uh, for Martin Luther King Day, and I think the morning show is as well. Um, I could be wrong. I don't want to speak for Peter, but uh, EZG did that once. He spoke for Peter, and it created a terrible scandal. Uh, you all remember Taco Gate. But, uh, yes, I believe we are open, uh, and uh, I believe uh, I will be here unless I am informed otherwise. Uh, let's see. Um, so what I want to share with you now, so this gentleman, uh, who I'm a fan of, uh, I, I don't agree with him on everything. He's much more left than I am, but, uh, David Pakman, host of the David Pakman show, uh, he has been, uh, <laughs> he's had some problems with, uh, a few years ago, he got, uh, demonetized on YouTube, uh, for, uh, some nonsense that was not his fault, but listen to what, listen to what happened to him. Now I'm gonna I'm gonna play uh, a little bit of this uh, clip for you. This is David Pakman explaining uh, how he has run afoul of Facebook and has a uh, ban on monetization for 90 days. All right, it uh, that I am really really frustrated with uh, what I'm about to tell you. We have been banned from Facebook's video monetization for 90 days, 90 days because of anti-vax content. Now, I know all of you are probably saying, wait, David, anti-vax, what on earth are you talking about? You have been following the science on vaccines and explaining the effectiveness of these vaccines and the I know. I know, believe me, but we have been banned from Facebook's monetization for 90 days. And I'm going to explain to you why in a second. Now, the backstory here, of course, is we know that at the flip of a switch, we can lose 
entire sources of revenue for our program. How do we know that? Because it's happened. Let me stop there for a second. So this is this is part of the the problem with with all of this is that there are people and, you know, David Pakman, I mean, he's he's been at this a long time. He's he's very, very successful. Um, he's in a situation where he, you know, his, his show, what he does, uh, depends on these platforms, uh, for income and, and to keep going, he's got a, a, you know, big professional studio and it's, um, you know, he's, he's a very successful guy, uh, far more than, than yours truly. Uh, so, you know, but this is how they pay the bills. You know, he has, I assume he has a staff and, and all of that. And, um, you know, the, when he gets to the reason that this has happened, because apparently they did actually bother to tell him. I mean, it's it's just uh, stunning. Adpocalypse took place in April of 2017, when as a result of an ad playing on a racist YouTube video that had nothing to do with us, YouTube and advertisers essentially switched off advertising on news and politics content for close to two months. We lost. 99.98% of our YouTube revenue for nearly two months. And that made us realize we've got to diversify. We've got to diversify. That's why we started streaming on Twitch. That's why we started posting all of our content to Facebook instead of just a clip or two a day. Now, about a year ago, we lost monetization for seven days from Facebook and we never found out why we were told you violated community guidelines. Well, which which post couldn't find out? What did we say? Couldn't find out. But it sound familiar. It was only seven days. So we just decided to wait it out. But we were told if this happens again and it's like if what happens again, if this happens again, <laughs> you will lose monetization for 90 days. Now, because we have decided to diversify revenue sources because of what's happened in the past, Facebook has grown to be close to 20 percent of our revenue. And we have now lost that 20% for three months. What is the post that caused this? I will show it to you. We covered early last week the conflict between Alex Jones and Donald Trump. Donald Trump now has been advocating more, more, more publicly for the vaccine. Alex Jones is anti vaccine and turned on Donald Trump. So we posted. Is this where Trump's base is going to draw the line? And we linked to our video. Alex Jones loses it on Trump. Jones against vaccine. Trump pro. This is creating a rift. And of course, the things Alex Jones said in the video, gene therapies, killing people. We said all of these things are lies that got us banned from Facebook monetization for 90 days. So this is the position that that people find themselves in, you know, and I I sit here and I, I do this show and, and we're, you know, you don't have to be on Facebook to get the show. Obviously, it's a radio show. We're on FM radio where you can, you can stream the audio of the show. Um, you can listen to the podcast version of it later, whatever. But. As I sit here on Facebook doing the show every day, I wonder, I mean, the thoughts go through my head as I'm talking about, well, here's what this person said, here's what that person said about COVID, about vaccines, et cetera, and I'm quoting what other people have said and then commenting on it or even playing clips of what other people say and then commenting 
and critically commenting on those things, which should be clear, you know, am I going to get, is it possible that this phantom violation that I have, that Facebook won't tell me what it is, and now it doesn't even show up in the support menu as though it never even happened, is it possible that um, there was something in there, me talking about something somebody else said about vaccines, and I was discussing and analyzing and criticizing that, and because I was doing that, some Facebook bot picked that up and said, oh, and uh, now you're in trouble. Is that is 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 that what happened to me? Ninety days. Um, this is close to 20 percent of our revenue now. And of course, it is a complete and total misunderstanding. We aren't anti-vax. Now, I know there are people who are going to hear this. I already I'm imagining the comments on on uh, YouTube. David, this is your just desserts. This is what you deserve, David, because you've been cheering for people being canceled from Facebook or YouTube or whatever. No, 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 no. I hope that some of you are sophisticated enough to understand what is going on here versus what we've talked about in the past. I am 100 percent respectful of the fact that Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, whoever can establish their terms and conditions for what is allowed on the platform. Facebook is completely right to say we're not going to allow the spread of covid disinformation. They still allow it, but they are completely right to say that will be our policy. The problem here isn't that it's that it's not being applied correctly. We are obviously not an anti vaccine show. So all the people. Oh, but David, you said you they, they're coming for you now. This is what you deserve. No, 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 no. They're, they're not coming for me for anything we actually did. I respect that Facebook can have an enforced terms and conditions. We just didn't violate them. This is a mistake and there's no recourse to get it reversed. There's no way to get a hold of anyone at Facebook. So if you actually work or have someone you know that works at Facebook that could help with this, <laughs> please email info at davidpackman.com. Don't send me a link to a form where I can we've done that. Facebook doesn't respond to any of that stuff. Okay. Yeah. And it goes on from there. But that gives you an idea of, of what he's dealing with and what other content creators deal with. Um, you know, I'm, I'm not nothing I do is monetized through Facebook. So that doesn't direct, you know, that hasn't affected me. But it's it's just but it's the not knowing, you know, they don't tell you. I, I mean, sometimes they tell you, but uh, they don't always tell you. Um, Crystal in the chat uh, posted a uh, Facebook literally shut down my account back in 2016 because some jerk reported my name as being a drug reference. I had to send them a photo of my driver's license to prove I was a real person. I was so PO'd. I can't help what my parents named me. Did they even have crystal meth back in 1968? I bet you they did. Uh, Goodspeed is a real last name. Oh, see, yeah, see, I wouldn't have even thought of that. Crystal Goodspeed. Um, but even even if that wasn't your real name, even if that was a made up name and it is a drug reference, why would Facebook care? You know, take it how you want it. I mean, but what? <laughs> 
it's, it's, this is baffling on multiple levels, Crystal. I'm sorry this happened to you. Goodspeed is a real last name. There is an opera house and also a former publishing company with that name as well. If Facebook bothered to research actual facts prior to taking such a drastic action like taking away my account. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, like I say, I don't think there's any actual humans looking at this stuff. I think it's just, it's all bots. And, um, you know, maybe they'll fix it at some point. But, see, this is this is the thing. I mean, you know, I'm not a conservative, but when I hear uh, conservatives complain about social media and the way they're being treated unfairly, I get it. I mean, it's one thing, like I said, and as David Pakman said in that clip I played, these are private companies. They have a right to make whatever rules they want to. And I think that um, personally, as someone who's very pro-vaccine and is a COVID hawk, uh, I take COVID very seriously. I, uh, I object to the spread of vaccine disinformation. And so I certainly do not object uh, to people being banned from spreading that nonsense. However... Um, you know, they should at least tell you what it is and they should give you an opportunity to appeal it and a way to do so. And I don't see this problem as getting better. I see it getting worse. Now, one other note about that, um, and then, and then we'll move on. But, uh, so, uh, we mentioned the other day, um, our friend, uh, our friend, uh, Philip D. Bl uh, Blackman, from the Philip D. Blackman show, he said uh, he also got uh, got dinged for a violation on the 8th. He finally found out. They finally told him. It was a, a harmless joke between he and his brother, but I guess somehow it got flagged. So he got the same, you know, and he has an alt account that he can use. But he, he, uh, he thinks that, or at least he did, I don't know if he still does, that there was a connection between what happened to me and what happened to him, you know, because he doesn't believe in coincidence, but, um, but they finally told him what his violation was. I think it could, I think it very well could be, uh, coincidental because it's happening to so many people. <laughs> so, hi, welcome to Matt Connerton Unleashed. Who's this? Hey, it's Easy G. Easy G, Eric Gagnon. How hey, are you? How are thinking you about friend? getting dinged a while back. I haven't made one in a long time, but I was making this crazy uh, silent video. I walked all the way down to Market Basket, and I said, hey, I'll take a tour of Market Basket. Yeah. And then didn't think anything that. of it. And then yeah. I got dinged later on, so you must take that video down because it, they had the music playing in the background. That's funny, and I've heard of things like that happening to other people. Yeah, so you you got a copyright so, violation. Uh, I, I didn't play games. I, I deleted the video. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, That that's, that's kind of funny. Well, you know what happens here every single day? Is um, and I don't mind this. It's not a big deal. It's easy to deal with. But every single day after this show, I get a notification from Facebook saying that either the video is blocked or portions of the video are blocked because of copyrighted music in the show. And yeah, that, you know, it happens all the time. Right, right of radio, right? Yeah, yeah. But those, I just appeal it every day after the show. That's one of the first things I do. I get on Facebook. I appeal that, and they always accept the dispute. Because when I appeal it, I say, we are a federally licensed FM radio station. We're doing a radio show that discusses news and current events, and all content is used for that purpose. And they always accept it, 
and uh, and then they unblock the video immediately. So that's not a big deal. All right, I'll let you go. It's like Ron. I can barely hear you. So oh. have, have a good show. <laughs> All right, Eric. <laughs> All right, EZG leaves us. Uh, very good. But, yeah, I do that every single day. I, I just have to. Uh, but that's easy. I don't mind. It's easy to deal with and uh, whatever. But, you know, because obviously we are a radio station and we do play uh, copyrighted music. But um, I don't think that uh, I, I disagree with Philip when he says, you know, it can't be a coincidence that we both got uh, a violation on the same day. I think it very well could be because it's becoming more and more common uh, for people to get these uh, Facebook violations, especially when you uh, swim in the pools that we do, where we talk about issues and politics and all of that. Um. I do want to talk about voting rights and Biden's speech and McConnell's response and all that, but I think we'll save that for the second hour. We're almost at the top of the hour. But one thing related to that, I just saw this pop up on rawstory.com. Mike Lindell, you know, the MyPillow guy, Mike Lindell says he has enough evidence to put 300 million Americans in jail for election fraud. Now, I saw this and I thought, you know, I'm not good at math, but 300 million Americans, that sounds like a very high number of Americans. Um, the current uh, United States population is 332,403,650. So if you put 300 million of 332,403,650 in prison, that's uh, taking mass incarceration to quite an extreme, is it not? Um, I hope I'm not one of the 300 uh, million who uh, ends up in jail, uh, if if what he uh, foretells is correct, but I mean... Uh, statistically speaking, and again, I'm not good at math, but it seems like there's a good chance I would be. Uh, It says here, uh, Lindell's remarks on Real America's Voice, that's the name of the show, um, were first reported by Right Wing Watch. He said, quote, everything you're going to see over these next seven months to get rid of the voting machines, you're going to see the Supreme Court case coming out, all these great things, everybody, unquote. Um, I don't know what that meant, by the way. I don't know if any of you do, if any of you speak Lindell. Uh, Lindell insisted that he has the pieces of the puzzle to prove the 2020 presidential election was stolen from Donald Trump. Wow, he's got the proof. Been waiting for that. The just because deal. Hey, oh, what's this? Breakfast from Mickey D's. From me? Yep. Why? Because it's morning and you like McDonald's. Let's eat while it's hot. There's a deal for every act of kindness at McDonald's. The steak, egg, and cheese bagel is back at McDonald's. Order ahead on the app and pick up curbside. Price and participation may vary. McD app download and registration required. Hi, I'm Frank. I don't like change. And I just saw a billboard for this new BJ's Wholesale Club talking about up to 25% off grocery store prices. Oh, really? What's wrong with paying full price, huh? No, sir. I would not join BJ's Wholesale Club. 
Let's agree to disagree, Frank. Say you do want to sign up to get a $40 digital BJ's gift card. Join the new BJ's Wholesale Club, opening soon in New Albany. Visit BJ's.com slash New Albany or the BJ's Membership Center on North Hamilton Road. Limited time offer, new members only. Long time. <laughs> Long time for that proof. Hell, I even uh, a, a scintilla of evidence. Been waiting a long time. Lindell added, quote, and you talk about evidence. We have enough evidence to put everybody in prison for life, 300 and some million people. We have the all the way back to November and December, unquote. Oh, so it, it might not only be 300 million. It might be more, 300 and some million people. And he did say everybody. We could all be in prison. I'll tell you what, I don't like that, especially during a pandemic. Can you imagine how the COVID is going to spread when we're all in prison together? I don't know. I hope we all have comfortable pillows to rest our heads on. If this guy's in charge, uh, well, never mind. I'm not going to finish that thought. Uh, despite his claim, Lindell did not reveal evidence uh, that could put all Americans in jail. Okay, well, good. Maybe he's bluffing. Oh, we have the actual audio of it here. Is this the actual, uh, is this the audio of him saying that? We got it. We got to hear this. Let's see. Let me back that up. These next seven months to get rid of the machines. You're going to see the Supreme Court case coming out. All these great things, everybody. By the way, you can find more at frankspeech.com. I'll put that little out, put that out there. There are so many. I'm more optimistic today than I have been yesterday the day before that it i'm on an incline like this why because it's so amazing all the things that we have we already have all the pieces of the puzzle and you talk about evidence we had enough evidence to put everybody in prison for life 300 and some million people uh we, we had that all the way back to november december but what we have are these other things that had to happen, which was all evil revealing itself. I mean, evil's popping up like pocket gophers. I mean, they would pop their heads up. It's whack-a-mole, right? I mean, it, it's everywhere. And that all had to be revealed so that we can fix it. Um, now, again, I'm not, disclaimer, I am not good at math. I can get in over my head pretty quickly when it comes to numbers. So if I have this wrong, I hope someone will correct me. But it seems to me if, if more than 300 million people, in theory, according to him, uh, belong in prison for voter fraud, and the population of the United States is only 332,403,650, um, that's an awful lot of Trump voters in that, right? Because you can't have it both ways. You can't say more than 300 million people, almost everybody in the country, belongs in jail for voter fraud, but then also claim that more people voted for Trump than voted for Biden, but because of voter fraud, <laughs> the election was stolen for Biden. It seems to me... These are two mutually exclusive concepts. I don't think they work. Again, I'm not good at math. So I might be wrong. But I am skeptical about all of it. I'm skeptical that he has any evidence. And this 300 million number, I, I would imagine that's a bit high. You know, 
I mean, unless it's just that thing where, you know, everybody's committed. Maybe he's suggesting not necessarily all at once, but at some point in everyone's life, every one of us individually has committed voter fraud at some point or another. Maybe that's what he means. So he's not necessarily talking about the 2020 election. He's talking more broadly, you know, just like, I mean, look, everyone, everyone who's ever driven a car at some time or another has been pulled over for speeding, right? Maybe that's what he means. Everyone at some point or another has jaywalked. I do it all the time. I'm a big jaywalker, big fan, big proponent of it. I'm not saying you should do it. It's illegal. But I do it every day. Makes me feel good. Makes me feel like a rebel. Makes me feel like I'm getting away with something. Makes me feel wild. I love it. I love the thrill of just knowing that that sign says don't walk, but I'm going. Anyway, but don't tell Mike Lindell that. Because he would probably make the argument that if I'm capable of that level of malfeasance, I've probably also committed voter fraud. Yes. Voter fraud is a fascinating thing, by the way. Uh, what I'm uh, particularly uh, fascinated by is all these people who are so sure. And by the way, uh, polling data shows a majority of Republicans believe that the uh, election was stolen. Um, but um, it's it's so remarkable that you can get all these people uh, buying into this with uh, zero evidence, you know, unless you count Rudy Giuliani. Uh, rambling nonsensically in front of uh, Four Seasons uh, lawn care and landscaping or whatever the hell. Uh, you know, unless uh, that counts, uh, which it doesn't or it shouldn't. Uh, but, uh, you know, if you're thinking. <clears throat> but um, I, I, what's fascinating to me is the idea that the, the Democrats, they were so effective at at stealing the election for Joe Biden, and yet somehow couldn't remember to steal it for any other Democrats. Like here in New Hampshire, for example. So I guess uh, if you're one of these folks, you would assume that, of course, uh, here in New Hampshire, the election was stolen for President Biden. Yet somehow uh, they didn't remember to also steal it for the Democratic candidate for governor, Dan Feltis. And we reelected our Republican governor. I'm not sure how that works exactly, because when they're talking about voter fraud, one of the things I always hear about is, oh, ballots, there are these uh, missing ballots, uh, the missing Trump ballots. They were put in a paper shredder or dumped in a river or something or, uh, you know, and, and replaced with uh, Biden ballots. And uh, it's like, OK, um, so so these Trump ballots were somehow done away with and replaced with Biden ballots that still had all these Biden voters in these other ballots voting for our Republican governor? I mean, if the election was stolen, what a terrible job the Democrats did. <laughs> I mean, look, in 2020, Republicans did really well. There certainly was no blue wave. Republicans nationally did really well. I mean, especially in these state legislatures across the country, Republicans picked up a lot of seats. So it's really amazing to me that, I mean, what a what a bunch of incompetent, incompetent bunglers the Democrats are. They they stole the election for Joe Biden, but they 
but they somehow forgot to steal it for anybody else on the Democratic ticket and uh, and, and and allowed all these uh, Republican state legislatures in, uh, in in almost every state get elected. And, oh, boy, I'll tell you what, certainly not the perfect crime, that's for sure. But Mike Lindell, he's got the evidence. And, uh, you know, statistically, again, I'm not good at math, but it seems to me if these numbers are accurate statistically, there's a very good chance that you are going to be one of the people swept up and put in prison. It's very distressing, actually. I'm too pretty for prison. I don't think I would do well. I just don't. That's why I, uh, you know, I I, uh, I was only kidding earlier when I talked about all the crime I do. That was just a joke. I hope you all know that. I just, you know, it's it's all about the image. I like to... I like to come off as a bad boy. You know what I mean? Some people like the bad boys. It's what Jenny likes. She likes the bad boy in me. She likes when I talk about my criminal enterprise. She likes it when I jaywalk. Um, we're going to get to a break in a moment, but hello to our friend Nemi Jones in the Facebook live chat. Nemi says, well... Why build jails? Just close the borders. <laughs> Scott Robinson uh, joins us and says, we'll have to get Jordan Klepper on the story. Oh, I love Jordan Klepper. He's, he's awesome. Very, very, very funny and, and, and does excellent work. Uh, Michael Albert says, Rudolph Nosferatu. I'm never sure how to say it. Nosferatu Giuliani. Nosferatu. I think I'm saying it correctly. Yes. Uh, Michael says, uh, how was Sleepy Biden able to do what crooked Hillary couldn't? I don't know. I don't know. Somehow he managed to, uh, you know what? It probably wasn't him. It was probably uh, this uh, criminal mastermind, apparently, in his family, Hunter Biden. It was Hunter Biden working with the Chinese to help his dad steal the election while leaving every other Democrat out in the cold. That's probably what it was. Couldn't steal it for anybody else, but. EZG says, I have photos of a bus from Massachusetts, but when they ask for the photos, somehow they lose them. Well, I've talked about that a lot on the show over the years. You know, I, um, I've, I've talked to, uh, to many folks, you know, when I used to be Gary Hopper's co-host on Rock, Paper, Hand Grenades, and we would have all these people who would come on the show and they would talk about all the massive voter fraud and all the, the I would hear these stories, these incredible stories about how just give you an example. Oh, I was at a polling location on election day and I saw a bus pull up to the polling station with an out-of-state license plate, a Massachusetts license plate on the bus. And then I stood there in horror as I watched the doors to the bus open and all of these people got off of the bus, people who Mm, didn't look like they were necessarily from here, if you know what I mean. And then all these people get off the bus and they file in one by one and they all go inside and they all go in and vote for Democrats. Don't ask me how I know that. I just know. And then they all come outside and then they get back on the bus. And I was so mad when I saw this. I followed the bus to the next polling place where they did the same thing. They all get off the bus and they all go in and vote for Democrats. And then they all get back on the bus. Blah, 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 blah. Oh, yeah. I'd hear stories. And I would have questions. Questions like, wow, 
That's really shocking. This actually went on? Well, I want to see the video of this. Show me the video of, of this happening. These people, they get off the bus, and then they go to the next place. Oh, well, I, I don't have a video of it. I saw it. I witnessed it, but I, I don't have a video. I, I don't know how to do that on my phone. Oh, okay. No video. Okay. Well, at least you took some pictures, obviously. I mean, everyone's got a camera on their phone. Show me the, the pictures of this. I mean, you know, that's not as good as a video, of course, but obviously you have pictures, right? And I'm sure you've posted them on Facebook so everyone can see the outrage of all these people who don't look like they should be voting here in your mind and and whatnot. You know, sh show me the pics. I, I want to see this. Where can I see these pictures? Oh, I, well, I didn't get any pictures. I, I I didn't have my phone with me that day. But I witnessed it happening. Oh, okay. <laughs> I mean, it's unreal. Or, or the other thing that would happen, uh, you know, I mean, these ridiculous stories. And by the way, I might be exaggerating and being a little bit hyperbolic with it for effect and for humor, but barely, but barely. That's That's a pretty close approximation of what would go on these stories I would hear. And yet somehow, somehow, the, these people, the, these different people, they would go on the show and they, they, they never had their camera phone ready or anything. I, I don't know. I don't know. You know, probably just, you know, I, I guess in the moment you're watching this happen, you're watching these people get off the bus and obviously they're going to vote Democrat and you, you're just, you're so freaked out and panicked as, as you watch democracy be subverted in front of you. You don't even think to reach for your phone. I understand. I'd probably react the same way. These, I'd be freaking out. Wouldn't know what to do. But uh, but the other thing that would happen <laughs> is somebody would somebody would come on the show and they would have the most convoluted thing where like they find they find somebody with a really common name like uh, you know like like John Smith. <laughs> Well, I did some research and I found out that somebody in my hometown named John Smith voted on election day. And it turned out all the way on the other side of the country, somebody in Tacoma, Washington, also named John Smith, was voting on the same day. How is that possible? How is John Smith in two places at once? The Just Because deal. Hey, oh, what's this? Breakfast from Mickey D's. From me? Yep. Why? Because it's morning and you like McDonald's. Let's eat while it's hot. There's a deal for every act of kindness at McDonald's. The steak, egg, and cheese bagel is back at McDonald's. Order ahead on the app and pick up curbside. Price and participation may vary. McD app download and registration required. And then I found out that John Smith in Tacoma, Washington, voted for a Democrat. Oh, all right. Well, I hope uh, I hope Mike Lindell puts John Smith in prison. I mean, look, I'm not saying there's no such thing as voter fraud. I mean, they did an audit in Pennsylvania, and I think they actually did find three instances of voter fraud yes they did actually that is true in pennsylvania did you know this they found three instances of actual voter fraud they were uh trump uh votes three people who fraudulently voted for donald trump so 
Oh, it's real. Voter fraud is real. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> um, all right. We are way past the top of the hour. Uh, yes, someone was asking about ha uh, Harmony Montgomery. Uh, yes, uh, we will uh, update everyone on that. And I do want to talk about Biden's uh, speech on uh, uh, on uh, voters on the uh, what is the actual name of the bill? I forget what the what the actual bill is that they're trying to pass. Well, voting rights, but I forget what what the name of it is. Anyway, it escapes me. But we'll come back to that. We'll do all of that in our wow. The, it goes so fast. Anyway, we will do all of that in what is left of the second hour. Once we begin the second hour of Matt Connerton Unleashed. We're going to play a little something, show some love to our amazing sponsors, and then we will be back with more Matt Connerton Unleashed. We are live from the studios of WMNH 95.3 FM. Don't go away. everybody we are way in hour number two numero dos of matt connerton unleashed and we are live from the studios of wmnh 95.3 fm in glorious downtown manchester new hampshire also on comcast 97 if you're in manchester and hello to all of our online listeners across the nation and around the globe you can go to my website mattconnerton.com for all of your live streaming options social media links show archives contact info etc etc and uh, today is Wednesday, January 12, 2022. And I do want to remind you, of course, we are proudly sponsored by the Hopknot and the Brady Sullivan right across the street. They've got delicious gourmet pretzels. They've got an assortment of craft beer. Uh, tomorrow night is Trivia Night, hosted by the great Bill Cini. Uh, you will want to reserve a table for that because that fills up quickly. Uh, they've got uh, live music on Friday night. They've got the Gender Blender this weekend. Lots going on there. And they've got this amazing artwork, if you haven't seen it yet, with um, A&E Coffeehouse, which is next to them. They, they're kind of sharing uh, the artwork uh, covers uh, both uh, the windows for both businesses, and it looks really cool. I, I was down there earlier, and I meant to take a picture of that and post it on Facebook. But it's on the Hopknots uh, social media, of course. Um, I remember seeing it on Facebook or maybe it was Instagram, but uh, such a great place. And we're so honored and proud to have them as a sponsor. Uh, Chris Rose uh, joins us in the chat room, by the way. Hello, Chris. Chris says, good evening. And uh, Jenny says, shalom, peeps. I've had my hands in the dough. Yes, I love my bad boy, Maddie. <laughs> I do. She's she's seen me jaywalk. It's true. Uh, let's see. Uh, if you'd like to enter the discussion today, 603-250-6007 is the number. 603-250-6007. Uh, you can also text me at 617-917-4476. Tweet me at Matt Connerton or send an email to Matt at MattConnerton.com. And of course, uh, you're free to interact and opine 
in the Facebook live chat. But the best thing to do so that we can hear and enjoy your dulcet tones is to give us a call at 603-250-6007. By the way, just a uh, couple of programming notes. Um, tomorrow night, Thursday night, I will be on the Dr. Kevin show uh, doing my monthly appearance on there uh, as I do. Typically, it's the first Thursday of every month, but uh, this week or this month, rather, uh, there was some sort of a technical issue at Home Times Radio, so they're doing it tomorrow night. I'll remind you all tomorrow, but uh, uh, Dr. Kevin and I discuss politics. I, as soon as I get off the show here, I call into his show uh, for 6 to 7, and, uh, and we uh, continue uh, whatever we were talking about on uh, this uh, program. Uh, and, of course, don't forget Friday nights right here uh, from the studios of WMNH. We have Retro Spectrum Radio with Paul E.C., and I have the honor and privilege of being Paul's co-host on that show, along with our friends uh, Dan Randlett and DJ Steve. Uh, oh, Jenny's been making bread. Very good. Uh, Michael Alber in the Facebook live chat says, With regard to election oversight, I can attest that an actual anti-vaxxer advocate and pro-Trumper also uh, volunteers at the Ward 4 voting place uh, locally here in Manchester. Um Nemi Jones in the chat says, oh, speaking of Dan Feltis, uh, did you see he's taking his family and moving back to Iowa? Hashtag Godspeed. Yes, uh, I did see that, that they were uh, that they were leaving. Uh, for those who don't know uh, who we're talking about, Dan Feltis was the Democrat, uh, the Democrats uh, nominee for the governor's race in 2020. Uh, against our uh, Republican incumbent, uh, Governor Chris Sununu, who apparently uh, Sununu is going to be running for re-election. There was a lot of speculation that he was going to be uh, running for Senate. But, uh, no, he's going to put in another term as governor. And uh, I did vote for him. He was the one Republican I voted for in the last election. But uh, Dan Feltis uh, did not uh, impress me. I mean, I I met him once. He seemed like a nice enough guy. But uh, I just didn't, you know, I didn't... uh, see any reason for a for a change um let's see (laughs) tom blanchard says uh i think i'll send my pillow back (laughs) we were talking earlier about mike lindell and my pillow and you know he's going to put 300 million americans in prison apparently for voter fraud uh melanie liked what i said you know jenny likes it when i jaywalk uh, Michael Albert says, any interest in discussing Harmony Montgomery and the disgrace that is the Massachusetts juvenile and family court system? Yeah, we'll we'll do a, an update on that in a moment. Uh, Nemi uh, recently had called in about that, too, and and uh, kind of gave us the that's that seems to be a fast moving story. A lot of developments. But unfortunately, they have not found Harmony herself yet. Rocky Uber says, will we all get my pillows in jail? One can only hope. Actually, if if Mike Lindell really wants to do that, he could make, uh, if he were to work out a deal with one of the private prison companies, uh, he might be able to at least get his pillows in some jails, or maybe they already are. Who knows? I wonder if uh, the QAnon uh, shaman, uh, Jacob Chansley, I wonder if he has a, a my pillow uh, on which to rest his head. Easy G says jail is not a place to be. Well, how do you know that, Easy G? Uh, have you been to jail? Actually, with your many scandals, I suppose it would make sense. 
Uh, Rocky Uber asks EZG uh, if he got arrested and put in jail for violating his restraining order. Oh, yes. Well, that's a speaking of scandals. That's a particularly sensitive subject with our friend uh, Eric Gagnon. Now, Michael Albert points out there's now a community standards warning on the Facebook chat. Did the live stream get blocked because people were reporting people for bullying? Um, I suppose it's possible. Uh I, I don't know. Like I said, Facebook still won't tell me what the problem was. Nemi says, I would love, uh, oh, she she would love to call in tonight. Um, New Hampshire uh, DCYF is just as slimy, uh, if not more so in this case. Uh, the reward is up to $104,000. Um Adam was in family court on Monday and is now being held on contempt charges indefinitely for refusing to answer questions. Yes, yes. Uh, I believe uh, he was asked directly, where is uh, Harmony? And he uh, simply refuses to answer. Um, Kayla, this is all in uh, Nemi's post here. Kayla, the stepmother, is due to be rearranged on a new set of nine charges replacing the initial charge of welfare fraud. The big, the big takeaway from the Manchester Police Department press conference today is that the reward money might be available to the people currently in custody if they have info. Um, hmm. Which would be strange. Um, nothing found during this past weekend's search at the Guilford Street property. Also, a clarification. Uh, oh, uh, who? Oh, the bio mom. I'm sorry that that threw me. I mean, I I get it. The bio mom, as in the biological mother. Uh, the bio mom, Crystal, did not have physical and legal custody to Harmony, but her parental rights were not terminated either voluntarily. Or by the state. Um, she says, I saw a public statement very early from the Massachusetts office of the child advocate, but I haven't seen one from Maura O'Neill here in New Hampshire yet. WMUR's news coverage is absolutely abysmal. WFLA's Brian uh, Enton uh, flew up from Florida to cover this story, and his team has been running circles around WMUR and the union leader. Oh, that's interesting. Huh. Well, I'm glad someone's doing the journalism. Oh, well, very good. Well, all right, so we got the uh, update there from Nemi on that. Uh, <laughs> Michael Albert says, very few things make me smile like the end result of the QAnon shaman saga. Oh, I was just kidding, LOL. <laughs> yeah yeah well you know we were talking the other day or was it yesterday the, the days uh blend together uh dirk dirk don of course of arrogant media he had sent me uh the uh youtube video of a young man i forget his name who was interviewing by phone of course uh the uh the QAnon shaman jacob chansley and it, it's interesting because it it starts out he he sounds 
really pretty reasonable and well-grounded in the beginning of the interview, but then it, it becomes incrementally insane as their conversation goes on. And uh, at a certain point, you realize he is irredeemably crazy and really does believe in all the nonsense, and I mean all the nonsense. <laughs> it's pretty wild. It's pretty wild. Uh, let's see. Oh, what did Jenny send me here? Oh, this is from WMUR. Uh, police say 300 tips uh, received. They've received 300 tips in the in uh, in the search for uh, Harmony Montgomery. Uh, it says here Manchester police have received about 300 tips. Uh, officials said today, Manchester Police Chief Alan Aldenberg said tips have been coming into the dedicated hotline in the search for Harmony Montgomery, who was last seen in 2019. Uh, a reward for information in the case has increased to $104,000 as donations continue to come in. Manchester police said they are overwhelmed by the generosity of New Hampshire businesses and private citizens who continue to donate money to the reward fund. That kind of thing does my heart good. I love to see that. Uh, Aldenberg said, quote, they care for another human being. They care for a little girl who is unaccounted for. It's their way of what can I do? Unquote. Aldenberg said all the tips are being uh, vetted and investigated. The just because deal. Hey, oh, what's this? Breakfast from Mickey D's. From me? Yep. Why? Because it's morning and you like McDonald's. Let's eat while it's hot. There's a deal for every act of kindness at McDonald's. The steak, egg, and cheese bagel is back at McDonald's. Order ahead on the app and pick up curbside. Price and participation may vary. McD app download and registration required. Hi, I'm Frank. I don't like change. And I just saw a billboard for this new BJ's Wholesale Club talking about up to 25% off grocery store prices. Oh, really? What's wrong with paying full price, huh? No, sir. I would not join BJ's Wholesale Club. Let's agree to disagree, Frank. Say you do want to sign up to get a $40 digital BJ's gift card. Join the new BJ's Wholesale Club, opening soon in New Albany. Visit BJ's.com slash New Albany or the BJ's Membership Center on North Hamilton Road. Limited time offer, new members only. Pressure is mounting on agencies, including police and the Division of Children, Youth, and Families to explain how a 17, I'm sorry, a 7-year-old girl goes unaccounted for for two years which is pretty stunning as part of what makes this case so compelling. I think the fact that she went missing for two years before uh, anyone, uh, you know, before there was any investigation. Um, Harmony was last seen by police on September 11, 2019. The missing person investigation opened on December 27, 2021. So more than two years Aldenberg said, quote, I am extremely confident in the work at this police department that led up that led us up to 1227. And I stand even firmer behind it from 1227 to today, unquote. In a press briefing today, Governor Chris Sununu said he has instructed DCYF to start an internal review of the case. He said that when multiple states are involved in a case, uh, it can get confusing. And he stands by the work of DCYF. 
<clears throat> Harmony's father and stepmother are facing charges unrelated to her disappearance. On Monday afternoon, law enforcement ended a three-day large-scale grid-and-dig operation <clears throat> in the backyard of Harmony's last known address, 77 Guilford Street in Manchester. Police have not said whether anything was found. Anyone with information, this is important, anyone with information about, about Harmony should call or text the dedicated tip line monitored 24-7. And that number is 603-203-6060. And let me say that one more time for anyone who is uh, writing that down. Obviously, you can find it easily online if you don't get it here. But 603-203-6060. That is the number to call or text if you have a tip on Harmony Montgomery. So. Um, so they're still looking. So, you know, nobody's, uh, nobody's given up on this yet on finding her. Um, uh, Michael Albert says in the chat, mass juvenile court is a joke. <clears throat> Sorry, I need a sip of water here. It's very dry in here. You know, when it's cold and the heat's been running, it gets dry. Mm. Sorry. Mass juvenile court is a joke. A personal friend of mine and her mother had custody of her nephew because the mom had been declared unfit and abusive. They had custody in New Hampshire for five years, even enrolled the child in elementary school. The mom filed for custody rights as the biological parent in mass and won. The child was taken away from the stable home he had lived in for the past five years with no visitation ordered. Uh, that is awful. That is heartbreaking. That poor kid. And the, the the poor couple that became that child's parents, you know? I mean, five years. I mean, I mean I'm not, I don't have any children, but, you know, I, I, I can certainly empathize with, I mean, it's hard to imagine what it must be like to, to be raising a child for five years and then one day, oh, time to go. And you don't even get visitation. That's got to be beyond devastating. Michael says mass juvenile court's priority is not what is in the best interest of the child. Miriam Banish says, I can't even imagine working for DCYF. The stress and the sad stories and staffing issues are kind of extreme. I'm sure there is mismanagement, but I'm not sure blaming individual case managers would help. Well, yeah, and you, you make a good point there, Miriam. I'm sure that there are great people, um, phenomenal people working at DCYF, and uh, we should be careful about, you know, um, it may be that the organization itself, uh, maybe there's mismanagement, maybe um, they're not allocated uh, sufficient funds to do everything that they need to do and keep up with everything. And I'm sure like many, many agencies, I'm sure there's people there who are overworked and underpaid and things do fall through the cracks. And that is not to excuse or rationalize things uh, falling through the cracks, especially when you're talking about the lives of children. But um, I'm sure I have no doubt that there are people there uh, who are absolutely doing the best that they can. And, um, you know, and you're right, Miriam, we should be a little careful about, you know, just blanketly saying, you know, oh, DCYF is terrible. Um, you know, obviously there's problems. Uh, you know, no one noticed Harmony Montgomery was missing for two years. Uh, 
so there are problems, but but um, you know, but but we should be a little bit careful. It it, it is very easy to just blanketly blame uh, an agency. Uh, you're right, and Miriam also said, "Oh my God, grit, uh, grit and dig so horrible." Oh, Nemi says, "You guys are the best." Thank you so much. You're welcome, Nemi. Absolutely. Uh, Michael Albert says it can be difficult if the custodial parent refuses to give access. Yeah, I've read about stories uh, like that. Uh, they have to get a court order at that point, but it does seem like the New Hampshire DCYF dropped the ball and compounded a problem caused by the mass juvenile court. I would imagine, too, that that does, I can see where that would get very complicated, where you've got uh, different state agencies dealing with each other, or in the example that you're mentioning, Michael, you've got the the state agency in New Hampshire, DCYF, a New Hampshire state agency having to contend uh, with what has been decided in a Massachusetts juvenile court. And that is probably, uh, in, in many instances, very difficult for everyone involved to have to navigate through. So I can imagine. Uh, Rob Dion joins us in the Facebook live chat and says, good evening. Good evening, Rob. Rob, of course, part of the WMNH family. Not only does he host his own show through the stage door, uh, but every Thursday morning, he is the entertainment reporter on the morning show with Peter White and does name that tune. He brings in his keyboard and it is a very popular segment on the program and on WMNH. Hello, Rob. Miriam says, I feel like having a child missing is worse than dead. Yeah, I can imagine that. Uh, Nemi says, uh, also, I am certainly not coming to the defense of DCYF here. Uh, DCYF is absolutely overwhelmed. Manchester is in the top three worst hit by the uh, opioid slash fentanyl crisis. Yeah. Um, she says we've easily lost half of an entire generation to drugs and the foster system is maxed. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. Uh, Michael says DCYF is also abused by vindictive parents against the other parental party. I can see that. My son's therapist filed a welfare check on his mom when she had custody because he told them she withheld food from him. She thought I had filed it. So when my son came to live with me, she filed a vindictive welfare check with DCYF, and I had a caseworker visit me and my son. Yeah. I'm glad I don't have children. I never wanted to have to deal with there's a million things about being childless that I uh, I love. And this is one of them. I never would want to have to deal with any of this and the heartbreak and the anguish. And, you know, and yeah, we've had many people on the show over the years who talk about, you know, what it's like having, you know, you're, you're raising children and you're trying to do the best you can for them. And then you've got, but for whatever, whatever reasons, they might be your fault. They might be somebody else's fault. They might be someone being vindictive. But now you've got the government involved and you're trying to raise your kids and, and uh, you know, and and maybe maybe the kids get taken away from you. And maybe they should be taken away from you. Or maybe not. Maybe it's unfair. You know, the... Uh, 
Michael Alber says, Matt, well, if you have a parental partner who isn't insane, uh, it helps to not have these difficulties. <laughs> well, sure, but, you know, when you when you start a family with someone, you don't always know that they're insane. I mean, geez, you know, sometimes people kind of go insane. I mean, when I was a kid, my stepmother, you know, she seemed pretty awesome at first. And, you know, I loved her like she was my own mother for uh, for many years. But then, uh, you know, the crazy started to creep in at a certain point. <laughs> you know what I mean? You don't always know. I'm sure my dad didn't know from the beginning. <laughs> but, you know, sometimes the crazy shows up later. And, uh, you know, after my dad has already had two other children with this woman. So I have a half-sister and a half-brother. Um, all right. Oh, we have a little bit of time left. Let me give the numbers again. 603-250-6007. 603-250-6007. Um, let me hit this uh, one more time, too, just quickly. Uh, Crystal had sent us this earlier. Uh, the American Red Cross is experiencing the worst blood shortage in over a decade and is asking the public for help. In response to this blood shortage crisis, Quirk will be hosting our first blood drive on February 15, 2022 at our facility located at 1300 South Porter Street in Manchester from noon to 5 p.m. So I will uh, I'll try to remind you of that every day, but that's uh, something great that's going to be happening here locally in Manchester. And like I said earlier in the show when I brought this up, I'm sure that this is a problem across the country, not just here. So please, wherever you are, uh, if you're able to donate blood, I would encourage you to do so. Get in touch with your local Red Cross and uh, and and help out if you can. It's a, it's a great thing. Uh, Miriam in the chat says, raising kids is hard. I, I have an adult child on the autism spectrum. A school in Texas wanted to blame me for stuff, so they sent someone to check, it, check us out. The person said, quote, I don't get why I'm here. You guys are doing an amazing job, a great job, unquote. Oh, Nemi in the chat says, yes, I booked an appointment yesterday. Thanks uh, to the share, Crystal. Oh, very nice. Uh, an appointment to give blood. Excellent. Excellent. That is wonderful. All right. Um, what do we have time for? We don't have much time left. That's a new song I'm writing, by the way. It's a little uh, preview of it. Uh, it's called the uh, What Do We Have Time For? We Don't Have Much Time Left song. I don't know if I'm sticking with that title. I might call it uh, What Do We Have Time For? And then the uh, We Don't Have Much Time Left will be in parentheses. You know, you see that sometimes with uh, long song titles. One part uh, is without parentheses and then one part is. And I, I think that uh, can be um, can be uh, helpful. Oh, Crystal in the chat says, Thank you, Nemi. I had two blood transfusions in 2007. I wouldn't be alive today without donated blood. So thanks to everyone who donates blood. Oh, wow. Very nice. Very nice. Um, so we talked earlier. Well, let me, let me say, say a, a couple things um, kind of broadly uh, on the subject of, uh, uh, you know, Biden gave his speech yesterday and the news today so I don't know. I, I assume it, it already happened as it gets later in the day. But um, Biden was supposed to be meeting meeting with uh, Senate Republicans. 
And the idea of doing this is to get, I'm sorry, Senate, not Senate Republicans, uh, Senate Democrats, uh, to get um, everybody on board with doing something uh, federally uh, to pass uh, some sort of a bill protecting voting rights. So this doesn't indicate if the meeting already happened. Uh, Biden to meet with Senate Democrats and voting rights push. So some some quick thoughts. I don't know. We, we don't have a lot of time to get deep into the subject, but uh, Biden gave a speech yesterday. He went to Atlanta to give a speech and uh, on voting rights. And um, just uh, two, I have two observations, uh, one, one positive and one negative. And the negative one is really intended as constructive criticism. But I, I would like to say this. So first, uh, on the positive side, I thought the speech was very good. And I think Biden, um, when he's able to really find that passion, and I kind of picked on him in the first hour of the show. I said he does that he does that old man yelling thing. But, but I think it does work for him. And I thought the speech was very good. And um, he's really good at... Um, He's just good. I, I, I think when the energy is there, and let's be honest, sometimes the energy is not there. Uh, he is inconsistent. But I, but I did think that, uh, you know, and, and he might be a little self-conscious too. Part of that might be he doesn't want to come off as the yelling old man, except uh, when appropriate. But, but I thought the speech was very good. I thought it was effective, and I, I think he is good. He is effective in those moments. So I give him high marks on the speech. I thought it was very a very well-written speech, and I thought he delivered it very well, and I liked it, and I was impressed. And, uh, and I, I do support uh, the president on this issue, and I do uh, support Democrats on this issue. Um, and I don't know if, we'll, if we have time to get all, into all the whys and wherefores uh, today, but uh, but voting rights is something I'm very concerned about. I've been particularly concerned about it ever since the Supreme Court kind of gutted the Voting Rights Act and uh, got rid of preclearance for states that have a history of uh, not always uh, protecting uh, the voting rights of their citizens in their states and so on and so forth. But like I said, I don't know if we have time to get into all of that. But uh, But I thought the speech was very good, and it is an issue that I care about. Here's uh, my uh, criticism. And again, I, I say this with love. I say this, I mean, because again, I, I stand with the president on this. Um, here's my, my uh, the, the critical thought that I have, though. And, it, and it's simply this. I would just say to the president, uh, dude, where have you been? <laughs> where you been, man? I would say that. Uh, this is a speech that should have been given at a minimum of six months ago, maybe eight months ago. Some would even say a year ago, although I think in a practical sense, a year ago would have been too soon for him to give that speech, only because, um, you know, you wait at least a few months and then you can build a better case as you watch what Republicans are doing in some of these states you know, like making it illegal, for example, to give someone food and water while they're waiting in line to vote. Sometimes on a hot day, if you're in the South, just you know, just an example. But um, this is a this is a speech that should have been given long before now. 
And as a side comment, too, I would also observe that I I very much question <laughs> some of the folks like Stacey Abrams, for example, who didn't even show up for Biden's speech. Now, the subtext of that is, well, they said they they all said they had scheduling conflicts, so they couldn't be there. They agreed it was an important speech, but they couldn't be there. I mean, that's at least that's what Stacey Abrams said. She can't be there. It's her home state. He's giving the speech in Georgia, but she can't be there. And she's got somewhere else she has to be. Maybe she had, you know, she's probably going to run for governor again. Maybe she uh, had to have a, a meeting about that or something. I don't know. But these activists who have been really uh, very loud, again, correctly, uh, about this issue, they're frustrated with Biden. That's what's really going on here. They're frustrated with Biden. Why? Because this is a speech that should have been given at minimum six months ago. And... To show their frustration, to demonstrate that, they skip the speech. Again, that's not the official reason that they give, but that is the subtext. That is the nuance of it. We all know that. We understand. Okay, they've made their point. Is that really the right play? Because ultimately, you know, I mean, you got to get, first of all, you got to get Senator Manchin and uh, Senator Cinema on board, right? Well, if you're not going to show up for the president's speech, you know, you got to be part of, I guess what I'm saying is you have to be a part of the pressure. You know, there's a strategy here. There seems to be a strategy to put public pressure, public pressure and private. Of course, you know, they're having meetings that from what's being reported, don't go anywhere. Right. But public pressure on senators, mansion and cinema. You're trying to do that. Does it not undercut that very strategy when you don't even show up when the president finally gives the speech? I understand you're mad he didn't give the speech six months ago. I'm mad he didn't give the speech six months ago. I get it. But what are you proving? I, I, are, are, you, are you trying to prove to him that, are you trying to say, too little, too late, Mr. President. So we're not going to show up. I don't think that's a winning strategy. I don't know what you accomplish by that. I think you got to show up. If he gives another speech like that, and I hope that he does, I hope you'll show up for it, for it. Because this this weird thing of well, you know, we're mad at him, so this is how we get back at him. I guess is that the idea? What is the idea? What is your strategy here, Stacey Abrams and others? But she was the most notable because, again, it's in the state of Georgia. So, you know, I, 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 hope, I hope that's not the strategy going forward. Um, Stefan in the Philbrook says, Bernie gave this speech eight years ago. Yeah, where you been, Biden? <laughs> uh, Rob Dion says, I am all about accountability, but all of the Biden bitching of the Dems and supporters is only going to hand the Republicans the next four years, guaranteed. Well, I think that, well, there's a lot of, there's, there's a lot, there's a lot there. There's a lot to unpack there. And I don't know if we have time, but I take your point, Rob. Um, and I, I think that, um, 
I think everybody needs to get on board. I, you know, everybody who's been an activist on the issue, but I also think, you know, I'd like to see Joe Manchin and Kirsten Cinema get on board. Paul E.C. is in the chat room and says, good afternoon, big fan. Well, we're big fans of you, Paul E.C. Welcome. But uh, look, <laughs> now Biden did say during the speech that he is open to a change in the filibuster, whether it's, he didn't, he was very careful though. Uh, he was careful not to say what he thinks that change should be. And maybe he doesn't have a firm opinion on what that change should be. But he did signal that he's open to the Democrats modifying the filibuster, even if it's just a one-time carve-out, like they did for raising the debt ceiling. But didn't Mitch McConnell have to cooperate on that? To allow for that to happen? To allow for the debt ceiling to be raised without any actual Republican votes? So there wasn't a need to end the filibuster? But here's the thing, and this goes to what Rob is saying about handing, you know, handing Republicans the next four years, or, you know, Trump getting reelected in 2024, which I think is a possibility. I really do. If he runs, he'll definitely be the nominee. This is my problem with, uh, you know, look, I'm an independent, but I lean left and uh, I'd say now more than ever, I do find of the two parties, I have enormous problems with both Democrats and Republicans as political parties, uh, you know, and I prefer to support uh, uh, independent candidates, third party candidates whenever possible. I had to break that rule in 2020. Um, and I, I guess I'm going to have to continue for the foreseeable future because I find now more than ever, I find the Republicans the more repulsive of the two parties. But here's the thing. The Democrats in this cycle, you know, they've got a majority and they still can't get certain things done. And part of it is mansion and cinema. Part of it is you've got the centrist wing of the party, uh, not seeing eye to eye with the progressive wing of the party. You've got a lot going on. You've got a lot of dysfunction there. You've got a lot of dynamism in terms of how people think and where they are ideologically on the spectrum of the democratic side. I think that dynamism is healthy intellectually because I'm not a big fan of groupthink, right? I think I think people within a party, within a political party sort of arguing about where the party should be going and what the direction should be and so on, I think that's a healthy thing. Again, intellectually, politically, it's disastrous because you get far less done when everybody's fighting with each other. This democratic party there is a risk of handing the White House back to Trump. And there's a risk of giving up even more seats than they had intended because they're going to lose seats in the House in 2022. Um, but it will be their own fault. This Democratic Party, and again, you know, if I have to choose between the two, I'm, I'm with the Democrats. But... This Democratic Party, as it exists, with a majority and with a president who sold himself to us as being a master of the Senate, he was leadership in the Senate for a very long time, and he knows everybody, and he gets along with everybody, and he can make deals, and he can get things done. This party, right now, they look incompetent. You know, 
They can't figure out what to do about the filibuster, whether to end it, whether to keep it. They, you know, um, look how long it took them. Look how long it took them to get the infrastructure bill passed. And that's with Republican support. They've given up on Build Back Better for now. I know they're going to revisit it later in the year. But let's be honest. The only reason Biden suddenly woke up and said, oh, I guess I should probably worry about voting rights. Everybody else in my party has been except me. I guess now I better get involved. I really think the only reason is because it's a way to put Build Back Better on the back burner and hope people don't notice. Okay, something else shiny to focus on. Something they should have been focused on much, much earlier. The priorities are all wrong. We didn't elect him to be FDR. We elected him. I mean, speaking for me, I wanted two things from Biden. By the way, the two things from Biden I wanted, I did get. I did get. So maybe maybe I'm wrong to complain. Maybe I should be happy with the two things I got. But I don't want to see those things disappear either. The two things I wanted, I wanted a, a, a more effective, consistent policy on dealing with COVID-19. Like I always say, I give them an A-plus on the vaccine rollout. Some other things, maybe not so much, but I wanted a better uh, a better approach to COVID-19 and a, and a consistent strategy and message and et cetera. And on that, I got that from Biden. And the second thing I wanted was just a normalization of the presidency. I wanted to not have to worry every day about what's the president going to tweet and what kind of crazy, reckless thing is he going to say. You know, I wanted I wanted a boring, normal president, and I got that. Okay, so the two things I wanted out of Joe Biden, I got. But now, okay, I got those things. I, there's some other things I would like to see done. I would like to see voting rights protected, and something is going to have to be done federally, and I have lost so much faith in his ability to get that done. And he has no excuse, and they're blowing it. And it will be their own fault. This Democratic Party that we have right now, they are weak. They appear ineffective and ineffectual. They have no excuses. And it will be their own fault when the Republicans retake control. I'm sorry. But uh, by the way, Nemi says, don't bother third party uh, right now, libertarians are worse than both <laughs> major parties put together. But that's another topic for another show. Absolutely. And we are out of time. Thank you so much, everybody. If you missed any part of today's show, it'll be up in just a little bit at WMNHradio.org and at my website, MattConnerton.com. That's going to do it for me for now. I will talk at y'all a little bit later. Bye, everybody. Imagine your new bathroom, a sparkling new tub, a modern shower conversion, a seamless new wall, all done in as little as a day. Introducing Bathfitter. Join over 2 million customers delighted with our one-of-a-kind remodeling process. No demolition, no mess. Guaranteed for life. Installed in as little as a day. Book a free in-home consultation at bathfitterpodcasts.com and get our best offer of the year right now. Bathfitter, 35 years of better bath remodels. 
Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You too could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice of the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner.